He's from another land. Scotland. What Scotland? He sounds like he's not from the States. Scotch Kale Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Scotch Kale Podcast, sponsored by Absolutely Nobody. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of the greatest Pixar movie of all time. Now, before I get into this episode, I know that some of you that are listening will have seen that we've already started round two of the competition. However, uh, today I'm going to be focusing on the last matchups of round one, and then next week we'll start to look at round two and further. So without further ado, here are the results for the end of round one. We saw Toy Story 3 beat Incredibles 2 um, in what was a very close matchup all the way through um, with Toy Story 3 winning 33 votes to 27. Next up, we saw Monsters Inc. beat Toy Story 4 uh, very, very convincingly um, at 65 votes to 4. So that was one of our biggest votes of the competition so far and Monsters Inc. Um, maybe putting itself as... One of the favourites uh, because so many people got involved in that vote. Next, we saw Toy Story 2 beating Ratatouille. So another victory for Toy Story there. Um, it won 55 votes to 25. So at the end of the day, pretty convincing victory. Um, again, one of the higher voted uh, movies of the vote so far. Finally, we saw Toy Story beating Cars. I wasn't too surprised about this one. Um, didn't have quite as many people vote in this um, poll, which may not stand great for Toy Story in the future. Um, however, it won 38 votes to 7, so it was still pretty convincing. So, as you'll have heard, a pretty solid week for the Toy Story franchise, with all four movies um, being up for competition and three out of the four going through. Um, as much as I thought Toy Story 4 is a very good movie, um, I watched it actually on the plane back when I was coming uh, from the US. I know that it wasn't going to compete with Monsters, Inc. Um, a lot of people still haven't seen it, and um, Monsters, Inc. is just a classic. So, um, Toy Story still done very well to get three movies through, and um, it was hard for me getting fun facts that um, didn't kind of cross each other too much, um, because a lot of the, the references talk about all the movies. So, um, you're going to hear a lot about Toy Story today. Um, and hopefully some um, there's not too much crossing over um, and fun facts for you guys. So we'll start with Toy Story 3, uh, the first winner of the week. So Toy Story 3 is about Andy growing up, um, but a huge part of the film has to do with the toys es escaping Sunnyside, which is kind of the preschool. Um, to capture the essence of a prison escape, the animators and director studied several different prison movies like The Great Escape, the Shawshank Redemption and Cool Hand Look. The scene where Buzz puts all the toys into crates and Mr. Potato Head gets put in the sandbox is very reminiscent of a scene in Cool Hand Look. Um, there are also references to The Great Escape and Shawshank Redemption throughout the movie. So although those movies are all kind of um, darker um, and more for adults, um, they really wanted to make it seem like this is a challenge and a hard time for these toys. So um, we've seen before Pixar are very dedicated to their craft uh, and making it as realistic as possible and Toy Story 3 was no different um, with the directors and the animators really doing their homework. 
Computer animators um, have come a long way since the first Toy Story movie was released in 1995. Animators at the time didn't know how to animate fur, which is why a character like Lotso, um, the bear in the movie, um, and the main villain, wasn't featured prominently until Toy Story 3. Fifteen years later, they seemed to um, kind of mastered pretty much everything, but the trash in the film was the hardest thing to animate. Um, for those of you who've seen the movie, there's a end scene where they're all sitting in a trash compactor um, going towards kind of the middle as if they're all going to be incinerated. Um, the producer, Darla Anderson, said that the garbage bags were really difficult to animate because of the way they fold and stretch. Uh, the end sequence where there are thousands of pieces of garbage going towards the furnace also proved to be a challenge because of the way the light glittered off everything. So that is probably the most iconic scene in the movie. Um, shed a lot of people shed tears because they felt that their childhood kind of heroes um, from the movie were going to be incinerated. However, uh, we also get a kind of a background knowledge into how difficult that scene actually was to animate, which makes it even more um, kind of meaningful now that I know that. Now, while Toy Story three was incredibly emotional, it was almost completely different. Originally, Pixar wasn't going to be involved, but another branch of Disney called Circle 7 Animation was going to make the movie. Now, I kind of have talked about Circle 7 before, um, which is who made Planes. Um, however, we saw how unsuccessful that was, and actually Circle 7 no longer exists. But um, the movie was going to see a recall go out for Buzz Lightyear toys, making Andy's mum have to send Buzz back to the factory in Taiwan. The film would have revolved around the toys travelling to a foreign country to save their friend before he is destroyed with the other recalled toys. Um, and some early storyboards for the film um, they included a scene that shows Buzz on an operating table with the toys gathered around him. So um, it could have taken a very, very different turn had Pixar not um, taken on this movie. However, um, I'm glad they did because they kind of gave us what... Um, a really kind of happy ending to Toy Story 3. What a lot of people thought was going to be the ending of the whole kind of Toy Story, you know, franchise. Um, it really made sense because Andy going off to college at the end of it really seemed like the natural way to end it. And his toy's going to somebody new. However, as we've seen from that time, there is obviously another Toy Story movie coming out. So I want to know what you guys think about that. Do you think that they should have stopped after Toy Story 3 or are you quite happy to see... Uh, Buzz Woody and the gang um, keep on going for years to come. Finally, while Lotso was a noteworthy villain in Toy Story Universe, he caused Disney a lot of grief in real life. Um, Disney actually got sued for using um, Lotso by a company called uh, Dis Lisa Industries, who owns the Lots of Hugs trademark. Uh, since Disney's character was a Lotso hugging bear, the similarities were too close for the company to let it slide, so they decided to focus on um, not so much the movie itself, but the stuffed bears that Disney were releasing as merchandise to the films, claiming that their sales took away from the uh, their own bear of a similar name. In the end, the judge sided with um, Dis Lisa. Um, in storyboards for Toy Story 3, Lotso looked much more like a kind of care bear, which likely would have been a better idea than trying to get away with a not-so-original character. Moving on to Monsters, Inc. Now, 
great movie, as we saw it, did very successful. Now, Bill Murray was initially offered the part of James Sullivan, so we obviously know um, James Goodman, oh, sorry, John Goodman uh, famously plays that part, um, but Bill Murray actually tested for the role. Um, the producers were unable to get in touch with the actor after the test, and the part was given to John Goodman instead. Um, on a kind of similar note, um, it's the fourth film that John Goodman and Steve Buscemi have done together, but only the first movie that the two had collaborated on that was not directed or produced by the Coen brothers. So the two of them were very much used to working with the Coen brothers, but um, they went to the Pixar world and did a you know, fantastic job. Uh, we probably all fell in love with the name Boo, um, but the character's real name is actually Mary, uh, which is seen on some of her drawings that she does. Um, she's named after the actress who played her, um, who's called Mary Gibbs. You know, Fun fact about Boo is that when she's singing in the washroom, the songs that she's singing are completely made up. Uh, the filmmakers didn't want to have any copyright issues, so they told Gibbs just to make up songs in gibberish. Um, she was so young when this was getting filmed that they actually found it really hard for her to record her lines. So the team would actually just follow her around and record what she was doing um, and fit that into the movie, which you know is a really interesting way of doing it. Um, initially, the animators uh, pondered the idea of giving Sully tentacles in the movie, which uh, would have given it a really, really, really different kind of uh, vibe. They decided against it because they didn't want the audience to focus on the wiggly parts. Instead, um, they wanted them to focus on the character's face. In the original draft of the script, uh, Sully was actually not even what we know him to be, the top scarer. He was a janitor, and uh, Mike Wazowski, his uh, very famous sidekick, did not exist at all. So, um, like a lot of these movies that we're seeing, it could have been very different had um, a new storyboard not had been made. Uh, finally, um, a news leak revealed that the teaser for Star Wars Episode 3 would be played before Monsters, Inc. Um, in the movie theatres. So hundreds and hundreds of fans bought tickets to the Pixar feature just to come and see the trailer. And many left right after. So although um, Monsters, Inc. is kind of a classic and many people adore it today, um, the numbers um, and the money that it brought in at the time um, which at the time it became the most successful Pixar movie, um, are not necessarily 100% accurate because a lot of people didn't actually come to watch the movie, they came to see the Star Wars trailer. Which, honestly, Star Wars 3 has... Oh, sorry, it's actually Star Wars 2, um, which would be the Clone Wars. Um, the, the It's got a lot of violence in it, and for a kid's movie, maybe um, that didn't work, but... It's funny to think that Disney um, now owns, obviously, Pixar and um, Lucasfilms, which is Star Wars company. Um, they, they now own both of them. So Disney has done a lot of business in the, um, the last, you know, 15, 20 years to, to make all that happen. Next, we'll move on to another one of our Toy Story movies. So despite Toy Story being a massive success for Disney, uh, the second film was almost a direct-to-video sequel. Disney wanted Pixar to make it an hour-long home release movie to cut costs, but Pixar fought to make it a feature-length film. Even after it was decided to give Toy Story 2 a theatrical release, the development still ran into trouble since Pixar struggled to find a story for the film. 
They thought that Woody's decision to go back to Andy would be too predictable since Disney movies usually have a happy ending. Uh, they found a solution in creating Jesse, which ultimately gave Woody a tougher decision to make. So, again, in early storyboards, Jesse never existed, but they wanted to give Woody a harder decision to make. Now, while Buzz and Woody are enemies in the first Toy Story movie, they eventually become best friends and help each other get back home. In Toy Story 2, Woody is kidnapped by Al during Mrs. Davis's yard sale, so Buzz understandably wants to rescue his friend. Buzz and a group of the toys venture off to find their lost friend, but after a while, the group begins to get sceptical of their rescue mission. Buzz goes off in a heroic speech about why they can't stop looking for Woody, while an American flag waves in the background, with the Star Spangled Banner playing. Now, what a lot of um, my American friends won't know is that while that version played for people in the US, uh, the people in other countries around the world saw a globe in the background with fireworks going off. Uh, the worldwide release also had a new theme for um, from Randy Newman called the One World Anthem. So it's one of those classic cases of um, the movie being slightly different in another country, which we see with um, not all, but a few Dis- um, Disney movies. Um, but it looks slightly different in a, for a worldwide audience than it does for the US. When Pixar made the first Toy Story, the animators let Tom Hanks ad-lib certain scenes, such as when he is using Buzz's severed arm like a puppet. This happened once again in Toy Story 2, when Woody finds out he's a known character all over the world because of Woody's roundup and the serial uh, cowboy crunchies. He's then shown all of the show's merchandise. Woody was in utter amazement of it all, but so was Hanks. When Hanks was recording um, in the booth, the animator showed him sketches of the fictional merchandise and recorded his reactions to that. So that's really cool because he'd never seen it before, before recording, and they showed him it, um, and they actually got to capture his um, real-life reaction to seeing this merchandise. Now, finally, despite knowing that Jesse's storyline and everything in Toy Story 2 um, is completely fictional, it's hard not to get emotional during the character's heartbreaking backstory, when Woody refuses to go to the museum in Japan, Jesse tells him the story of her kid named Emily, who left Jesse behind on the side of a road when she outgrew the cowgirl. Uh, the emotional scene is accompanied by the song When She Loved Me by Sarah McLachlan, and many people certainly cried when the first scene came to the big screen. Um, as it turns out, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were two people that wept during Jesse's emotional scene. Hanks revealed in the interview that both of them first saw the scene and um, they were both in tears by the end of it. Finally, we move on to the original Toy Story. Um, pizza Planet was originally going to be a pizza parlour slash mini golf course hybrid um, called Pizza Putt, which would have been a play on the uh, restaurant we all know, Pizza Hut. But late in the film's production, Pixar changed the name uh, they opted for a space-themed restaurant so Buzz would think that he was finally going home. Um, as much as it would have been funny to see a pizza putt in the restaurant, um, it made more sense because um, it kind of showed character development in Buzz. When artists were designing Rex, Jurassic Park had just hit theatres. Because of the resulting popularity of dinosaurs, uh, they decided to put one in the film but opted for making the character insecure instead of ferocious. They also decided to make him neurotic because T-Rexes have abnormally short arms, and as a result, 
aren't able to each, uh, reach their own noses. Um, we all know that a lot of the minor characters in Toy Story are there for a bit of um, comedic release, um, and Rex is no different. And the fact that they took advantage of how successful Jurassic Park um, had been shows how creative and um, forward-thinking the animators and the directors of Toy Story were. Now, while we all know that Barbie factored into the film's sequel, uh, she was originally supposed to make her debut in the first film. In one of the earlier scripts, the scene where Buzz and Woody chased the moving truck originally featured Barbie, driving her pink Corvette um, off of it to save the duo from Sid's dog. Um, she was actually meant to become one of the main characters of the franchise, however, um, it was decided late into production that that wasn't the direction they wanted to go in. Finally, um, and this one is fairly obvious, but for those of you who didn't know, uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, was actually named after the famous astronaut Buzz Aldrin. The writers named Buzz um, after the second man who walked in the, the after the second man who walked on the moon, um, and it's safe to say that Buzz Aldrin and Buzz Lightyear, uh, Lightyear truly went to infinity and beyond. Well, that is all the time we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, as I said, next episode we'll look at round two and potentially further um, into the competition. But for now, I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your week. I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.